Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Hey you! Yes, you! Tired of the same old, same old? Looking for something new under the sun? Have you seen humans and thought, is that all there is? Well, have I got a treat for you. Get ready for Other Humans. Why stick to one flavor of human when you can taste the tree? The family tree, that is. Tired of boring old Homo sapiens? Try Homo neanderthalensis. Neanderthals are like Homo sapiens' funky, fresh, super-distant cousins. These hardy humans were stocky, muscular, roamed around parts of Europe, and they go great with a waffle cone. Or want something extra cold? Try Homo denisova. This variety of human lived in chilly places like Siberia, the Tibetan Plateau, and across Asia. Break me off a piece of that tasty treat. Humans, now in more flavors! You might be saying, wait, are they actually talking about eating humans? Or do they mean eating fossils? What's going on here? To which we say, who knows? This is just a metaphor that we've stretched so thin it's about to snap. But before it does, Get yourself a super scoop of humans, now in more flavors. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and joining me today is Audrey from Sammamish, Washington. Hi, Audrey. Hey, Molly. So, Audrey, you inspired this whole episode with a question you sent in to us. What was that question? I wanted to know what happened to the Neanderthals. I love it. Such a good question. So for anyone who might not know, can you explain what a Neanderthal is? The Neanderthals were a different species of humans. Okay. So they were like, are they still around today? No. Okay. So they're like an extinct kind of human relative. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. So yeah, so humans, you and me, we are a type of human called Homo sapiens, and Neanderthals were a species called Homo neanderthalensis. And I just want to say one thing. So Neanderthals is written N-E-A-N-D-E-R-T-H-A-L-S, so Neanderthals. But we've learned in talking to our colleagues that it's actually pronounced Neanderthals because it's named after a place in Germany, and they say tall there. So today, we will say both Neanderthal and Neanderthal, and I think they're both correct. So you can pronounce Neanderthal or Neanderthal however you want. Scientists think Neanderthals look a lot like us, but they were a little shorter and more muscular. It's sort of wild to think about, but at one point, Neanderthals and Homo sapiens were both living at the same time. They even crossed paths. But for some reason, our species survived 
and the Neanderthals went extinct about 40,000 years ago. Yeah, and I want to know why. So, Audrey, what got you interested in Neanderthals? Um, my dad was reading a book to me about early humans. So all the different kinds of humans? Yeah. So do you ever imagine what it would be like to meet a Neanderthal? Yeah. I would ask it how they would live their everyday life and what, how would they eat, how would they see their things the way we didn't. If you could go back in time and hang out with them, what would like one of the activities you want to do with them be? I would see if they had like any games they could do or like activities because they just can't eat and run and walk all the time. I think I would want to have a meal with the Neanderthals, see what they're cooking up, see uh, if I found it delicious or gross, or (laughs) maybe I could introduce them to Cheetos. That'd probably be a bad idea. Well, we're going to see if we can answer your question today. And you know who would be great at that? Our pal, Anna Goldfield. I thought you'd never ask. Ha! Where'd you come from, Anna? The fact that I've been camped out behind that plant for weeks waiting for this topic to come up isn't important. What is important is this right here in my hands. A giant stack of papers? Not just any stack of papers. It's my dissertation. What's a dissertation? It's a very sciencey and important research paper I spent years of my life writing. Yeah, it is a big deal. In addition to helping us here at Brains On, Anna Goldfield actually has a PhD in archaeology. She spent years studying ancient things, and her specialty is... Neanderthals. My dissertation here was all about Neanderthals. This is literally my area of expertise. It's my jam and my toast, like my whole sandwich, actually. I love Neanderthals. Whoa, that's awesome. I know. Here, I've printed copies of my dissertation for each of you. It's very heavy. Oh, thanks. Um, it's long. Yeah, and the print is tiny. Enjoy. Uh, I've been preparing for this day for so long. I have my I Heart Neanderthals shirt on. I've reviewed all the relevant literature. I have two backpacks full of footnotes, and I even brought my Neanderthal doll. His name is Paul. Say hi, y'all, Paul. Hiya, friends. My name's Paul, and I love cuddles and detailed analyses of the fossil record. Yay! Come on in for a Neander hug. I wasn't expecting you to bring a doll, Anna, or do a squeaky voice for him to make it sound like he's talking. Oh, yeah. And and when I move him around like this, it's like he's moving on his own. I am moving, Anna. Respect my independence. He's cute, like an American Girl doll but with big muscles, messy hair, and a fur skin outfit. Where'd you get him? In a Neanderthal stall at the Neandermal last fall. Wait, really? No, I got him online. Neandermal just sounds cool. Anyway, you asked me to explain everything there is to know about Neanderthals all at once in one breath. I'm ready. (sighs) We didn't ask that. (sighs) Yeah, why don't you start with the basics? Tell us about how they were discovered. Okay. Let me set the scene. It's Europe in the mid-1800s. The world was a pretty different place back then. No cars, no phones, no electricity. People got around on foot, on horses, or maybe trains. The style for women at the time were these big poofy dresses with lots of lace, and men wore long coats and maybe a top hat. Ooh, fancy. Yes, but also stinky. Plumbing wasn't great back then. 
Anyway, it was during this period that a couple of miners in Germany were digging for limestone. They were clearing out a cave when they discovered something strange. Wow, bones. You think these are important? They look super old. Sort of like human bones, but also not. They're probably really rare and full of secrets of the past. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Total junk. Let's toss them. Bye-bye, bonesies. Wait, they just tossed them? Ooh, yeah, but luckily, a local school teacher found them nearby and realized they were special. It's like I always say, one person's junk is another person's world-changing, paradigm-shifting, archaeological find. Couldn't have said it better myself, Neanderthal. But you're making his voice, so you did say it? Anyway, eventually these bones made their way to some scientists who started studying them. They mostly agreed that the skull looked human, with lots of space for a big brain, like ours. But the skull shape was longer at the back, and the brows were much thicker. The hole where the nose would be was bigger and wider than it is for us, and the jawbone didn't have much of a chin. So, did they think it was a new human? Mm, not right away. Remember, this was around the same time Charles Darwin was proposing a wild new idea called evolution. It was very cutting edge and new to think animals changed over time. The idea that we humans also changed over time would have been super out there. So if scientists didn't think it was another species of human, how did they explain it? Oh, they had theories. Clearly, this is just the skull of an ape. Hogswallop. It's a human skull like mine or yours. But this person was in pain because they had weak bones. So they furrowed their brow and the bones got thicker. No, no, no. Those brows are just part of the normal range of human brows. I bet if we looked at more skulls, we'd see this isn't unusual at all. Here, let me look at your skull. I'll show you. Gah, get off me. Stand still. I'm feeling your brow to prove a point. Bah, let go. But after more examination, some scientists did think these bones represented a whole new type of human. One of those people was a guy named William King. He was a professor of geology and mineralogy in Ireland at the time. And in 1863, he gave a talk claiming these bones belonged to... Homo neanderthalensis. I came up with the name based on the Neanderthal Valley in Germany where these bones were discovered. And hear me out, Sai pals... I think these bones are from a heretofore undiscovered type of human. Mind blown, am I right? He wasn't the first to suggest this, but he was the first to propose a name, and it stuck. Wow. Wow indeed, Molly. The scientific community at the time was shook. That's right, Neanderthal. Some people rejected the idea that the bones were from a new kind of human because it conflicted with their religion. Others said there just wasn't enough evidence. But soon, scientists identified more Neanderthal remains, and it started to seem like a pretty solid explanation. At this point, all they really had were bones. But that didn't stop people from making huge assumptions about Neanderthals. Like what? Well, basically, people assumed Neanderthals were strong but dim-witted oafs. Even William King thought this. Quite so. I mean, just look at this skull. Is that not the skull of a brute or what? I'm no brain scientist, but I can tell that the brain inside this skull was not top shelf, if you get my drift. <laughs> 
to be clear, you can't tell how smart someone was just by looking at their skull. But this idea started to spread, and some scientists decided that Neanderthals went extinct because they just weren't as smart and capable as us Homo sapiens. Which is a really unfair thing to say about us Neanderthals. They didn't even know us! It wasn't fair, Paul. Yeah, but luckily, scientists did what scientists do best. They gathered more evidence. And over the next hundred years, pretty much everything we knew about Neanderthals was turned upside down. We even found out there were other humans besides them, too. I'll tell you about that after the break. Oh, a cliffhanger. Nice one, Anna. Thanks, Paul. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go prepare something for the next leg of our journey through history. See you in a bit. One question scientists are still pondering, did Neanderthals have good hearing like we do? If so, they'd probably love the... Audrey, are you ready for the mystery sound? Yeah. Here it is. Whoa, I have no idea what this one is either. What is your guess, Audrey? It sounds like a low mowing. Hmm, yes, I can see that. I like one of those phone calls that, well, I've never had a phone, so like. <laughs> but like a vibration, like when your phone rings? Yeah, the vibration. That's a great guess. It's the old-fashioned one. Mm, an makes old, that low noise. Yes, an old-fashioned phone that makes that low noise. Do you want to hear it again? Yes. All right. What else did we hear this time? I heard like a table scratching. Ooh, yes. It almost sounded like there was a switch being turned off and on. I don't know. This is a tough one. All right. We're going to listen again. At the end of the show, get another chance to guess and hear the answer. So stick around. We are working on an episode about cavities, those tiny holes we sometimes get in our teeth. Nobody likes getting cavities, but luckily, brushing your teeth helps keep them from forming. So, listeners, we want to hear from you. If you could design the toothbrush of the future, what would it look like? Would it have lasers to zap plaque off your teeth? Or tiny little speakers so you could listen to music while you brush? Audrey, what would your toothbrush of the future be able to do? Um, like I would like it to look see-through, so it would look kind of fun. Mm. And I would also like it to be flying so I don't, I don't have to hold it. And I also want to use the speed so like I can just do it in a second. Oof, yes. Okay, so it's see-through, super fast, flying toothbrush. Yes. I am into it. Inventors, please get going so we can have the Audrey Brush 5000 is what I'm going to name it. I love it. Well, listeners, record yourself describing your toothbrush of the future and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. Why is the Earth so flat, but in outer space, it's a circle? Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening.
You're listening to Brains On. I'm Audrey. And I'm Molly. We've been talking about our ancient relatives, the Neanderthals. Tens of thousands of years ago, there were other types of humans living at the same time in different places all over the world. When Neanderthal bones were first discovered, people had a hard time believing that there could be another type of human. Right. Eventually, they came around to the idea, but they figured there's no way these Neanderthals could be anything like us. They must have been total bozos. Yeah, so what changed and how? Did somebody say paper mache No, not even close. Hey, Anna, welcome back. Oh, beans. I had a whole transition thing based on you saying paper mache Can we try it again? Why don't you just tell us what you wanted to tell us? Okay, 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 cool. I'm so excited. Aren't you excited, Neanderpaul? My Neanderdoll? I'm just a doll, Anna. I don't feel feelings. Oh, right. Well, archaeology has come a really long way in the 150-ish years since the first Neanderthal bones were discovered. Archaeologists in Europe kept digging, and they found more and more things that gave us a glimpse into the lives of the Neanderthals. Cool. Like what? Well, I could tell you. Or I could show you with paper mache See, there was a reason I wanted to get to that. Come on, follow me. Where are we going? You know, there are so many hallways and brains on headquarters, even I get lost sometimes. Here we go! Whoa, how'd you get such a big stone door into the building? Oh, she's not that strong. It's just paper mache, Audrey. Yeah, I used a bunch of copies of my dissertation. Turns out people don't really want to have their own copy like I thought. I tried using them as stocking stuffers, but they somehow all mysteriously ended up back at my house. (laughs) But hey, they make great paper mache. (laughs) Anyway, welcome, my friends, to the Neander Hall, home of the Neander Wall. Ooh. Whoa. Incredible. I've created exact paper mache replicas of some of the most amazing things archaeologists have found that gave us clues about how Neanderthals lived. It's like a Neanderthal museum in here. Wow. There's a lot of paper mache in here. How many copies of your dissertation did you print? The 1,000 copies I printed aren't important. What is important is what they've become. Like this replica of a stone hand axe. Hands off the axe, Anna. No touching. Wait, Sandin? Have you been here the whole time? Oh, I'm the Neanderthal Museum docent. Every museum needs a docent to lead tours and give directions. And I love telling people what to do, so it's a perfect job for me. I get to say, hey you, stand back. Stop breathing on the displays. Hey, chew your gum quieter. It's great. Plus, I'm obsessed with ancient humans. They're my second favorite kind of human. What's your favorite kind of human? Uh, the me kind, of course. Now, let's admire this hand axe from a safe distance. When archaeologists discovered this, they were amazed. Yeah, it meant that Neanderthals probably used tools. Oh, and check out this chunk of bison bone. See the marks on it? They show that Neanderthals used their stone tools to cut meat off the animals they hunted. We're not so brutish now, huh? Oh, hey, Neanderthal. I didn't see you there, buddy. Sup, my dude? Good to see you. Hey, let's do our special handshake. Uh, Of course, little buddy. Up top. Down low. Bump heads. Go Go humans! (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Awesome. We're so cool. Anyway, evidence like this taught scientists that Neanderthals were actually quite crafty. And if you follow me to our next display, we'll see that Neanderthals had rich diets too. 
Check out these chompers. Um, are those somebody's teeth? Nope, still just paper mache. But they're a replica of actual Neanderthal teeth researchers found. Yeah, and boy did those teeth teach us a lot. So you know how when you go to the dentist, sometimes they use that pointy little scraper to get some of the gunk off your teeth? Yeah, and the gunk is called plaque, right? It is. And if you never, ever go to the dentist or brush your teeth because it's 80,000 years ago, that plaque stays on your teeth and builds up over time. As it builds up, it hardens, and it can trap tiny bits of things that go into your mouth. Archaeologists found this hardened tooth gunk on tooth fossils. When they looked at it under a microscope, they got a glimpse at what Neanderthals were eating. Gross, but cool. Who knew our poor dental hygiene would be so helpful to science? You said it, Neanderthal. Thanks to Neanderthal plaque, scientists learned that Neanderthals not only ate meat, but starchy plants too. And we think they even cooked some of their meals. Neanderthals could cook? Molly, we were the mayors of Flavortown! Oh yeah, Paul? Then how come last time you made nachos, they were blander than cotton balls in lukewarm water? What can I say? I like my nachos mild and my paper mache wild. Wait, when did you two have nachos together? Never mind. But yes, we can't be sure that all Neanderthals cook their food all the time, but there are tons of Neanderthal archaeological sites that have preserved ashes, burned bones, and other remains of fires. If they had fired, they were probably cooking stuff with it. Whoa. Yeah, it's just more evidence that Neanderthals weren't all that different from us. We think they often lived in small groups. We have evidence that they helped care for the young and disabled and elderly. They used tools to make things like clothes. Some made art. Some buried their dead. Overall, it seems like different Neanderthal groups had small but fairly developed societies. That's so cool. So they actually were a lot like early humans. But then why did we stick around and they disappear? That's a great question. The answer is, um, it's because, <laughs> uh, you know, Anna can answer this one. Well, honestly, we don't know the answer yet. Archaeologists think it was a combination of things. First, there weren't that many Neanderthals to begin with. They were spread out over a large area of Europe and Western Asia. When there were changes in the climate or a couple bad years with food shortages, it might have hurt their numbers. But scientists also think we Homo sapiens might have had something to do with it. Wait, Homo sapiens might have caused the Neanderthals to go extinct? Did we fight or something? Mm, maybe, but it doesn't seem like that was a big factor. No, what scientists think probably happened was that about 50,000 years ago, Homo sapiens moved into the same areas as Neanderthals. So there were more mouths eating the same food. Neanderthals' bodies were more muscly than ours. More muscles means they needed more food to stay alive. Yeah, it takes a ton of calories to look this pumped up all the time. With Homo sapiens around, hunting the same animals and eating the same plants— some groups of Neanderthals just couldn't survive. But they kind of live on, in us. Wait, in us? How? Well, back when both groups were together in the same place, some Homo sapiens and Neanderthals had babies. And those babies grew up and had more babies. Over time, those Neanderthal relatives just became part of the Homo sapiens population. So even today, when we look at the genetic instructions that make us who we are, you know, DNA, we sometimes see bits of Neanderthal DNA in there. Wait, so I could be a teensy smidge Neanderthal? 
Just like my pal, Paul the Neanderthal? Whoa. Um, well, technically he's a doll, so no. So cool! Neanderthals are cool, and they were misunderstood for a long time, so I'm so glad I got to share my love of them with you all. And get this, in the past 20 years, we've found there were other groups of humans, too, called Denisovans. They lived way up north in Western Asia, so ancient humans were much more diverse than we once believed. How cool is it to imagine a world with different species of humans living in different places? Super cool. And it's also wild to imagine those different groups meeting each other. Yeah, thanks for sharing all this with us, Anna, Sandin, and Paul the Neanderthal. It was my pleasure, Molly. Oh, by the way, Paul, you still want to meet up for Nacho Night on Tuesday? You know it. Wait, Paul, you go to Nacho Nights without me? How is that even possible? I'm the one making your voice and moving you around to pretend you're talking. If I'm not there, who does the voice? Wait, I thought Paul was doing your voice, Anna. If it's not Paul, who's doing your voice right now? I do my voice. Can't you see my lips move when he talks? I am literally holding Paul and shaking him around. That's your arm holding him? Huh, I thought that was Paul's tail. Okay, I'm getting very confused. Yeah, this is weird. Maybe it's a good time for us to duck out of here before this gets any weirder. Look, you can come to the next Nacho Night, Anna G. You're definitely a better cook than Neanderthal. Hey now, Neanderthals didn't have nachos. Neanderthals were a type of human that once lived in Europe. When they were first discovered, lots of people had trouble believing that another type of human could have existed. So they assumed that Neanderthals couldn't have been as smart or skillful as Homo sapiens. It's taken decades, but archaeologists have learned a lot from excavating Neanderthal sites. Like what they ate, the tools they used, and how their families cared for each other. Tens of thousands of years ago, some Homo sapiens and Neanderthals had babies together. Neanderthals went extinct, and archaeologists aren't sure exactly why. There were probably lots of reasons. But a part of our Neanderthal relatives is still with us in some of our DNA. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was written by Sandin Totten and Anna Goldfield. It was produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie Dupont, Anna Goldfield, Adaron Woldeslassi, Anna Weigel, Ruby Guthrie, and Mark Sanchez. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan, sound designed by Rachel Breeze, and we had engineering help from Josh Savageo and Robert Jacob Springer. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Kershid Alam, Brant Miller, Nick Ryan, and Alex Simpson. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Subscribe to Brains on Universe on YouTube, where you can watch animated versions of some of your favorite episodes, or head to brainson.org. While you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. And you can subscribe to our Smarty Pass. It gives you a special ticket to Brains on Universe bonus content plus ad-free episodes. All right, Audrey, are you ready to hear that very tricky mystery sound again? Yes. Me too. Let's hear it. Okay, any new thoughts? It still reminds me of a phone call. Okay, so you're here because it's kind of like rhythmic, is that why? Yeah. Okay, so you're thinking phone call. Okay, I'm going to guess. I'm going to go way out there. I'm going to guess it is a hamster mowing the lawn with a teeny 
tiny lawnmower. <laughs> Makes sense, right? I guess. <laughs> Your guess is probably more reasonable. Okay, let's, are you ready to hear the answer? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Hello, I'm Owen from Citado, Illinois. That was the sound of a ditzy radio transmission. Oh, a glitchy oh. radio transmission. I knew it. It sounded like some of those um, old-fashioned things. Yes, you were totally right. When you said old-fashioned phone, you were very close. It was an old-fashioned radio. Old-fashioned radio. So you were very <laughs> close. I was not close at all. That makes sense. Excellent guess. Thanks for that sound, Owen. Very nicely done. Now it's time for the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Evelyn from South Windsor, Connecticut, Adelaide from Elgin, New Brunswick, Adam from Cary, North Carolina, Lizzie from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, Griffin from Columbus, Ohio, Julia from Bethel, Connecticut, Nate from Calgary, Alberta, August and Nell from Carborough, North Carolina, Erica from Santa Cruz, California, Strider from Carlisle, Arkansas, Carbon, Cadence and Callan from Weston, Massachusetts, Joy, Bethany and Elijah from Pleasant Hill, California, George and Hank from Houston, Texas, Cyan from Washington, D.C., Matilda from Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, Jack from Moscow, Pennsylvania, Rohan from Washington, D.C., Parade from Anchorage, Alaska, Cora, Lila, and Esperanza from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Hugh from Bluffdale, Utah, Gautier from Los Angeles, Jack from St. Albert, Alberta, Olivia from Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, Noah from Arlington, Virginia, Kylie from Arizona, Elan from White Sulphur Springs, Montana, Ruth from Westbrook, Maine, Raven from Webster Groves, Missouri, Owen from Abbotsford, British Columbia, Evelyn from Amarillo, Texas, Allie from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Gabriel from Newton, Iowa, Lily Rose from New York City, Cecilia from Baltimore, Theo from St. Charles, Illinois, Max from Las Vegas, Alder from Seattle, Logan from Bedford, Pennsylvania, Elsa from Austin, Texas, Amelia and Coraline from Lerstedt in Germany, Wyatt and Everett from Smyrna, Delaware, Tobias from Woodbury, Minnesota, Elijah from Indianapolis, Sydney and Danny from Coldbrook, Nova Scotia, Pia from Melbourne, Australia, Charlotte from Santa Rosa, California, Lucian from Winter Park, Florida, Audrey from Bloomington, Indiana, Sophie from Cincinnati, Jack from Maine, Ruby and Ollie from Toronto, Asher from Madison, Wisconsin, Piper from White Salmon, Washington, Quincy from Oakland, California, and Thorin from Henderson, Nevada. We'll be back next week with an episode all about cavities and how to keep our chompers strong. Thanks for listening.